Coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a fantastic guest for you tonight. Uh, Wilbur Pender is the head football coach at Vance County High School in North Carolina. Uh, he just completed his first season there and, and had a, a pretty dang good season, had a, had a winning record and, and uh, had a, a couple uh, firsts for the county and for the school. And uh, Wilbur actually played for me back in the day, a long time ago when we were both younger and had more hair. And uh, before Wilbur became a, a, a coach, uh, a head coach, he was a highly respected defensive coordinator in both North Carolina and South Carolina. And, uh, buddy, it's good to see you, and it's, and it's good to have you on the, on the podcast, man. I appreciate you having me on, Coach. You know, it's always, it's always great whenever, you know, the old guy reaches out to me, you know. <laughs> well, th thanks for making me the old guy. Uh, <laughs> I used to be the young – I was a young guy when I coached you. Uh, <laughs> it was fun, too. I wanted to, uh, you, you had a couple big firsts, so I wanted you to brag about that a little bit before we go into the uh, into the five questions. Uh, can, can you go ahead and, and just talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so, um, you know, at Vance County High School, we're a 3A school. It was consolidated. It was originally uh, Northern Vance and Southern Vance High School. You know, um, both teams have had some success in the past. Um, Southern Vance had a state championship appearance and, you know, it's, it's always been a place that's rich in athletes and, you know, really good, you know, football has been played there. Well, you know, this, when they re, when they consolidated the schools, um, Vance County hadn't beat a 4A opponent since, you know, since they were Vance senior high. So, you know, this was the first year we beat a 4A opponent. We beat Riverside out of Durham and we beat uh, Northern Durham, which was actually the first time since Vance senior high actually beat Northern Durham. That's awesome. And, and, uh, especially Northern Durham, that's, that's a big name in North Carolina as far as uh, a rich tradition. So that that's a big deal. It's always a big deal when you go up a classification and beat somebody. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, we want to go ahead and jump into these questions. Uh, first one, can you give a one minute elevator introduction of yourself? Yeah, man, I'm a Wilbur Pender, you know, I'm the coach of Vance County high school. Um, you know, I just, I love what I do. I'm just, you know, I'm in it to work and, and, and make the kids as, as young people, as good of people as, you know, I possibly can. Um, I had a lot of great mentors in life. Um, coach Salas, for one of them, um, you know, Coach Poolnot, uh, coach, uh, coach Lester Wilder, who passed on us this year. Um, and, you know, I just want to, I want to be, I want to have that impact on someone, you know, that they can look back and say, man, Coach Pender really, you know, help me get through this or whatnot and what, and what, so on. So, you know, I really love what I do. Coaching football is part of it. Um, I'm a father of three. My son is 12 in the seventh grade. And so you see the gray hairs. They ain't used to be here as much, Coach, but, you know, I got some gray hairs growing in. Uh, my daughter's five, and I got another daughter that's two. And so, you know, I'm sorry I was late, you know, getting them two monsters in the bed is tough. It's the uh, it's the daughters that are going to give you the gray hairs down the road, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I wanted to mention, you know, when COVID first got started, we did a couple roundtables, and you came in and, and really did a great job at uh, at least one. I don't know, I can't remember if you were at one or both of them, but you were, you really did a great job. So I, I know I know you're a, a, an up and comer, and you do a great job of building the program. Obviously, 
you know, just jumping out the gate and having a winning record the, the first year at advance is uh, just just proof of that. Uh, but we want to jump into these questions. So uh, number two, what is your definition or how do you find culture in your program? All right. So I guess overall, the definition of culture is, you know, the system of beliefs and norms that, you know, the group um, is what they're willing to abide by, you know, for the betterment of each other. Um, I think that's really big, that last part, the betterment of each other, because, you know, in any sport, especially football, um, if you're not willing to do it for the person besides you, it's the wrong sport to be in. So, you know, having that that system in place where uh, most importantly, those kids, they, the kids, they know, hey, man, this is what we have to do, not because I want to do it right now, but because I know that's what I need to do right now you know, that, that lets you know what your team culture is. Um, like you said, being um, my second season as a head football coach, you know, I'm still, I'm still learning the ropes in which I believe everyone really is um, in this whole thing, but um, especially navigating through a pandemic, but the, um, the culture that you set for a team is just, it's the, it's one of the biggest things and also one of the biggest things that's usually overlooked in your first few years as coaching. And I, and I was very conscientious of it. Um, I got to, uh, I worked with coach Lane and Clover, um, South Carolina, and he was huge on culture. Um, he was a, a really big guy on teaching it. And, you know, it was, it was really about just building belief. And I think if you have a really good culture in place, then you build that belief um, in your kids and, and you make them know that, Hey, no matter what the situation is, we always got a shot. Great job, man. All right, so let's get into the nuts and bolts. And these are kind of, this is where coaches kind of listen to this and steal your ideas. So what are the three best way, uh, be three best things you do to build culture in your program? All right, um, my, my number one thing is I model it. Uh, you know, if, if, I'm not, if I'm not showing it, then I can't say, it. you know, how teenagers are, they believe 90% of what you do and only 10% of what you say, you know, um, so that's really the biggest thing um, for me. I'm always looking for ways to better myself and to always better the way that I build the culture of Vance County High School, you know. And I'll be honest with you, you know, going into, into Vance County, it's not really known for, um, for having a great culture, a very disciplined team. So I kind of knew what I was getting into through my research. So culture was number one on my uh on my to-do list for being conscientious and going forward with it. So the number one thing I wanted to do was model it. Um, the second thing was just, I had to set the standard. Um, and like you said, it was my first year there. Um, a lot of kids, and I don't know if people really realize this, but in North Carolina, we played in the spring. Um, so, you know, I ain't making no excuses or anything, but we played two football seasons in one calendar year. So a lot of the kids we had, man, they were, they had a hard time transitioning from the previous coach from the spring that ended what four months before the season and um, transitioning to a new coach that was, you know, different from what they were used to. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you set the standard, it's on you as a coach to, to hold that line and, um, and to really, uh, and to really make sure that your coaches are doing the same thing. Um, so when I say I set the expectation on, um, you know, I know you do a great job of it. You got a word of the day, man. So I, I kind of stole that idea, but I, I did it as a word of the week. 
Um, so I got the book from uh, Kenny Simpson called The Team Themes. I don't know if you if you uh, purchased that or not, but I got it. Um, and, you know, I really just went through it with our guys. You know, I just said, hey, this is the word of the week. You know, um, we had a uh, we had a circle meeting every Friday pregame, um, you know, just, you know, three random kids and a coach that I would pick. Um, and they all just told their, you know, their story, you know, what made you, what makes you tick is what I always ask them. Hey, what makes you go? What's your reason why? And um, in that circle meeting, you know, I've been a part of circle meetings where, you know, we've had kids that, that talked about, you know, how horrible their home life is and, you know, why they really, you know, come, to, come together. And, and all of that is, is building that culture. Um, it's that family culture where everyone trusts each other. And, you know, um, in a pregame, at a pregame meal, you think about it, everybody just goofy, you know, going around and then they're getting focused in on the game. You're going through your, uh, your roll call. Um, you're checking your special teams, your offense, your defense. And, and, you know, it can get put off to the side, but it's important to take that time and really show them in that, in that time period that, hey, this is the most important part of the aspect of football, building a family. And so um, that was one big thing that I really focused on. And um, obviously, it was one of our, our, uh, our five pillars that, that we have built our program that we're starting to build our program on. So, you know, that circle meeting was, was a huge thing um, for us as far as building our culture. Um, I guess the third thing um, that I did was, like I mentioned, you know, every coach has or every program, every good program has, you know, some form of a saying or something, you know, um, where, you know, they want the kids to memorize it and everything. Well, I kind of stole lives from Coach Lane down in Clover. And, you know, it was where, hey, you had to, you had to earn your decal on your helmet. So if, if you was in a game and your helmet was, you know, bare butt naked and grandma came up was like, you played great. Why ain't your helmet the same as everyone? And I just say, hey, tell me your five. And then they'd be like, oh, that's why my helmet ain't, you know, ain't here. But, you know, a lot of times every kid really bought into that and they really loved it. They were like, man, you know, they kind of jumped in. They made a freestyle out of it. You know, they made, you know how kids are nowadays, man. So anything, and, you know, you can pick. I, I think I had the basic, um, basic five, you know, energy, toughness. Uh, discipline, family, commitment, those were our five things. And, you know, that's not say a word, but those are our five things that, you know, we're going to always build on. And so that was another thing that helped build our team culture. So, you know, that was a big thing with the, and it helped with the expectation of showing that, hey, everything is earned. So I didn't just give them their helmet decal because they showed up, they had to earn it. And um, some of them, you know, waited till, you know, the 12th hour and they ain't getting until the Thursday before the first game. So, you know, it, and it, it, it was fun, um, especially being able to pick on those kids and be like, yeah, I, I knew you won't go make to play your helmet naked, you know? So you know, it, it, it's just, it's just fun with that, you know, but all of those things tie back into, you know, building that culture around, Hey, what's our core values? What are we willing to do for each other uh, to show that we trust each other? Fantastic, man. Let me ask you a couple questions on it. Uh, on your on your circle meeting, uh, you do that pregame on Friday, and you said three players and one coach. 
And I guess yes, sir. they're all gonna, how, how does that work? Tell me a little bit about that. Cause that sounds fantastic. All right. So in our, in our circle meeting, um, on Thursday, after the walkthrough, every kid in the walkthrough is always trying to figure out who name am I writing down or, you know, this or that and stuff. And I just pick kids at random. I always pick every week. I pick at least two seniors until we run out. And then I pick one underclassman. Um, that way, every senior gets a chance to speak. And then, you know, once all the seniors go through, it's really fun to get the underclassmen to go because now some of them get to go multiple times throughout their career. Um, but all they do, you know, it's it's like a, a kind of like how you said it's a it's a one minute elevator inter, uh, introduction, um, and essentially, you know, I make them tell us, hey, I want to know your full government name, first, middle, last, any suffix, whatever it is, I want to know it all, um, and you know, you tell us, hey man, what makes you tick? You know, football is the only sport that you practice more than you play, so why do you keep coming back? What's what's bringing you back to this game? That's 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 so so brutal on you, and even rougher on your mental uh on your mentals, you know. So why do you keep coming back? What what's what's the love that you have? What do you when times get tough? What is it that you look to? You know what gets you through it? And you know a lot of those kids, man, they just you'll be surprised at what you hear from some of your players. I I I put it at that. You know now one big thing that I always do, and this is an every week thing. Um, we always say, hey, this is our family. You know, what, what we say in a circle meeting stays in a circle meeting. It's a reason why it's a circle and not a square, you know? So, um, you know, every single kid knows that, you know, what they say is gonna stay with what, with, between all of us. Um, so I think that's, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest component um, in getting your kids to, to open it up and really building that trust um, not just with you as a coach, but also with um, with each other on the team. Um, I really like hearing my assistant coaches' story because you know, you know, you interview them and you know, you get all the all the glitz, the grammar, you know, everything they do well. You get your basic, uh, your your good answers and everything. But man, it's different when they get up in front of the kids and they got to tell what makes them tick. Man, it's 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 really really fun and it's it's really something that you know I personally really enjoy every week. Yeah, I love, I'm stealing that, man. That uh, I've always been, uh, and I, I we used to do it for senior night, but I always, uh, when they start telling their story, there's nothing like someone telling their story to bond everyone together. And especially if you get one, get teary-eyed, man. I mean, it's on mm -hmm. that. Uh, I, I, I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that one. And then you're, uh, when you earn it, you said, tell us your five. All right, what are they having to tell you? Are they having to tell you the five core principles, five core yep. principles and a definition? Are they having to show it? What What are they having to do to get that uh, helmet decal? So each finger obviously goes with a a a a, a um pillar, um energy first and foremost. You know the the motion. You know you, you stir the pot, so you you bring the energy every day that you come. That's our number one principle. No matter where we at, so you got to bring the energy and toughness. Toughness is that old school pointing from me to you thing. You know, I'm gonna be tougher than the person across from me. Um, discipline, we tap our middle finger. Um, discipline, because you know, this is the one that even growing up, it gets you in trouble the most. Um, family, because you know, once you put a ring on this finger here, that means you're committed to that family. And then the pinky is, is our commitment finger, because you know, back in the day, 
you used to make a pinky promise and you wouldn't break it. So, you know, we, we tied it all together to, to uh, something that, that really means something to us. And, and it kind of makes it easy for the kids to remember them, but it, it also has a really strong meaning um, behind what it is too. Love it, man. Love it. All right. Uh, so let's go to the number four. I, you're, you're still a young guy, but we're going to ask this question because you've been, a, you, you've done a great job in your career. You know, you, you're highly respected as a D coordinator now two years in as a head coach. And obviously just from this little bit of talk, you're doing things the right way. So uh, if this is probably fresh on your mind. What do you, uh, what do you, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? Number one is the loudest coach is rarely the best. Um, so the, um, my biggest thing is, you know, with, and I, and I wish, because, you know, I was in the, being young, you know, I was in that same category, you know, I thought, you know, Hey, on Fridays, you know, we, and we here, let's put on the show, let's do this, let's do that. But man, the best coaches got to happen Monday to Thursday. And so, you know, usually those loud coaches on Friday, they didn't do their job Monday through Thursday. So, um, that's something that, you know, I really, um, I really pride myself on. Um, and I, I, I try to instill it in my assistant coaches as well. So it's like, you know, hey, on Friday, it ain't about creating chaos and all this screaming and stuff on the sideline. It's about coaching up what you've been teaching all week. And if you ain't been teaching, then, of course, you're going to be yelling during the play because they don't know what to do. Um, so that's one of the biggest things, man, it's just, you know, a lot of people from the stands that look at it, man, he's coaching his tail off. He's yelling at this and that. But nah, if, if he was coaching his tail off, it, he wouldn't have to be yelling instructions during the game, during the play, you know? Um, so number one is the loudest coach is, real, is rarely the best. That's something, you know, I wish I knew. And, you know, and, and that really speaks to the work ethic of coaches as well. Um, the second thing is, is really the importance of culture. Um, culture can win game. Culture will win close games more so than, than athleticism will. Like, yes, a very athletic team can get by and win, but in a close game, the team with the best culture is going to win. Um, we came out on top of, I want to say it was, I know we won one game by one point this year. And, you know, that may have been the most fun that you know I've ever had the most stressful and the most fun that I've ever had coaching a football game. But you know, it really showed our togetherness because you know, on that last drive, you know, a lot of times, you know, the players on the sideline, they're cheering on their teammates. You know, that's part of your that's part of your team culture. But the way the offense was cheering the defense on as we were as they were closing out the game, I mean, it's something that I've never seen happen before, especially you know, at a place like, you know, I was at Northern Vance for a while. It never happened there, you know. A lot of those kids, was they'd be pouting if they were on the sideline. I mean, I ought to be playing. But, man, those guys, they really bought into doing their role, and they cheered their guys on. And I believe the sideline was the biggest uh, reason we won that game by one point. Um, so, yeah, culture wins close games. And um, I guess another thing that's big for me, and, uh, you know, obviously everyone is adapting, but um, – Nothing is set in stone, you know, embrace the change and challenge satisfaction. That's a big thing. I read that somewhere. I don't remember where I read it at, but embrace change and, and challenge satisfaction. Um, you know, change is going to happen. So you got to be willing to, to either one, 
get out the way or two, roll with the punches. So when that change happens, you just got to be able to either roll with it or um, or you're going to get rolled over by it. So, you know, embrace that change and also challenge the satisfaction. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, people would always say to me, especially this season, they'd be like, oh, man, it was uh, you were hired late, you know, this and that. And I was like, man, I don't make excuses, man. I'm, I'm glad we won, but we got a lot of improvements to make. So, you know, don't just don't accept the result because it was a good result. Um, and that's something that my younger self used to do. I used to be like, man, we won, man. I'm glad about that. Let's get on to the next one. But now I look at a win almost to find more areas to critique than I do in a loss because in a loss, no one feels worse than the kids that played the game. You know, I know we feel bad as coaches because hell, we want to win every game, you know, but um, the kids that played the game and they really sold out for it, man, those are the ones that feel horrible about the loss. So, you know, I look, I look for improvements there, but really in the games that we won, I find a lot more areas for improvement because I don't want any of the players to ever think that, Hey, we won. That's good enough. You know, at, at some point in time, you know, you want to build a program where, yeah, winning is great, but you know, it's about, it's about, you know, going on and how much you want to win by is essentially what it is. Um, so, um, and that comes with the culture that, that comes with instilling, installing that into the kids. Um, so that's, that, that was, that's another thing I really wish, um, I could, I could really, um, tell my younger self, which, you know, like you said, I mean, I'm what 34 right now. So I'm still learning a lot of, a lot of things as I'm going through, you know, I'm not quite building the plane as I'm flying, but it's still some parts that's missing that I need to put on it. So. You know how that goes, Coach. That, that never stops, man. All right. You did fantastic, man. Uh, can you share your contact information? You, you're on Twitter, right? Yes, sir. You can um, share your Twitter handle, and we'll put that on the uh, show notes. Yeah, it's, it's, at, it's at Coach underscore Pender. It's uh, P as in Paul, E-N, D as in dog, E-R. All right. And uh, do you have anything to promote or just uh, the last word? I don't, I'm not, I'm, right now, coach, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to decompress and still, you know, move forward in the same, in the same, uh, same direction. So um, I'm just reading a little, a few things, but, you know, nothing important, mostly just for uh, leisure. Um, you know, I've been, I've been following your channel, um, trying to figure out, hey, how can I score uh, 80 something points in a game? Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to figure out those things there. Awesome, man. Awesome. You did fantastic and great to see you again. Uh, this thing will be come on on Saturday on, on YouTube and the podcast, but you did. Okay. Great. Appreciate you doing it. I appreciate it, coach. Thank you, man.